NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyle Curbison, joined with Bree Bacon. It's the twofer. We got another one. Uh, this one is going to be all defense uh, and Bama. It's going to be a great podcast. You guys are going to love it. Uh, before we get into it, please, if you're watching, like and subscribe and hit that notification bell and leave comments. It's, it's, it's amazing. We love answering the comments. We love talking to you guys. Uh, if you're just listening, rate and review, leave five stars, download and re-download. Uh, it helps us so much. Um, and share with friends and family. Uh, that That's word of mouth is the way we grow, the way we keep going, the way we put out more content. So uh, like I said, talking about the defense versus LSU, what they did, how they did, um, plays that they ran, uh, certain players and how they stepped up. And then we're talking about Bama. Uh, what it? What are our odds? What are our chances? What 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 do me and Reed think about them becoming a Nealon and if we're gonna win or not? Uh, so gonna be a great one. Let's jump into it. By the game, snap. The kick is in the air, and the kick this time is no, sir, Reed. No, sir, Reed. Final score: Tennessee twenty, Florida. 17, pandemonium reigns. Looks, loads up, fires long for the end zone. The pass is going to be caught on Tennessee. Tennessee wins! by Tennessee, Jawan Jennings. Jennings makes the catch in the end zone on the Hail Mary. What did he do? All he did was score. Joey Pence, touchdown on play number one. All right, so before we get into the podcast, we got to shout out our number one sponsor, betonline.ag. You guys know, I say it every podcast, it is the place to go for all your betting news and odds and sports, everything. That This is the place, okay? With BetOnline, you get the most up-to-date fighting news. You get to bet on MLB games going on right now, NFL. I mean, 
you can bet on anything, team total wins, division wins, uh, individual players, all of it, okay? So now is the time to sign up. At Bet Online. you can sign up on your mobile device or you can uh, go online, get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE at checkout. That's B-L-E-A-V. And you get that 50% welcome bonus. So listen, y'all, please use that. Please go to Bet Online when you're doing all your sports betting. It makes things a lot more fun and a lot more interesting. Um, and I always love them. They're the place to go. Bet Online. It's where the game starts. All right. So let's... Uh, Transition into defense now. Um, I, I mean, we are pretty far into it already, so I think this is more of like a go through it. You know, with our defense, I love the pressure we always get on a quarterback. We said at the beginning, this is going to be the exact same game plan versus Florida. We have to stop their running backs, make their quarterback throw, and, you know, if he wants to run, like, we're going to be able to get to him. Like, we're not going to let him run all over the place. Exactly what we did. Um, You know, he ends up throwing 45 times for 300 yards at 6.7 yards of reception. That's exactly what you want. Like, there wasn't deep deep balls, you know, going over our heads. We made him throw it 45 times. He's not that good of a thrower. Like, he missed open guys sometimes. And, you know, the, the completions he had were like, Easy hitches coming back. We're in zone. Um, uh, you know, check downs, the running backs. Um, you know, and, and they got yards off of PIs, off of face masks, off of holdings, and nothing that had to do with what they were actually doing. Um, so that kind of annoyed me that our defense was just – there was a lot, a lot of penalties on defense um, that gave a lot of yardage to LSU and kept their drives alive now. Once they got to a certain point, we were able to stop them, which I loved. But, you know, uh, I thought, like, in our zone coverage, they were able to take advantage of that. I thought, in man, we did very well. I thought we were all over those wide receivers. Um, I mean, the pressures that were drawn up and the games that were run by our defensive line were incredible. That That's why those sacks were happening. There were twists. There were stunts. There were pressures off the edge. Um, so, I mean, I absolutely loved it. I, multiple times, uh, you know, Byron had a bunch, had some sacks, and Roman was back there, and Jeremy Banks was back there. But Tyler Barron set up, I think, three or four of the sacks by just being dominant, by taking two blockers and letting Byron eat and letting Roman eat. Like – he had an unsung hero kind of game that maybe not, you know, other people didn't notice, but I just love, I absolutely love him at a three technique in especially any kind of passing down. It, it is absolutely dangerous, dangerous. Um, I, I thought there was some good play designs by LSU too. Um, I thought that they had like a running back bubble on, the, on their second drive that was a very good design. Like it was exactly the mm-hmm. thing to beat uh, our coverage. Um, 
you know, there was some, there was some stuff in out of the DBs that like, you know, I just felt like Charles wasn't going after the receiver. Like once he hit his hitch, he was just kind of like waiting and waiting and waiting. I'm like, go after him. Um, and that's, I, that's, I, 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 I'm just kind of like, that's, 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 ahead, that's, so you can go ahead too. That's coming from offensive lineman right there. <laughs> well, just go up, just go up and get him. Just just go up and tackle the guy who's really athletic and in the open field. <laughs> All right, so let me let me say this. Um, defensively, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to talk as quick as possible. Defensively, uh, once again, I thought it was a sh- massive team effort. Massive team effort, Kyler. The yeah. amount of notes that I have on multiple guys is is insane. It's insane that I'm saying this many people over and over. One of my favorite plays of the entire game is technically from our backup linebacker, Aaron Beasley. I mean, the sh- the way he freaking shot that gap and oh. on the fourth and one, insane. Just now, crushed him. Uh, now, defensive line, you've got Byron Young. You've got Tyler Barron. You have um, Omari Thomas. You have – I mean, you would think maybe those are the guys that are going to be the most well-known, best players. I, I kid you not, Karat Garland and and Latrell Bumpus and Bryson Eason and all those guys – Joseph Josephs. Hold on. All those guys, again, flash big time. Then you have a true freshman, Joshua Joe. Oh, boy. <laughs> Then you, have jo- then you have Joshua Joseph, who is just a freak athletically. And it was funny. I told the story to my dad when Joshua Joseph made that sack, which it was just a great – It was, I mean, it was a great stunt, great game. Um, no, but, Bryce Eason just so it wasn't, it wasn't he, he didn't like Von Miller someone off the edge and like bend and do something. I mean, but it was a – his, his speed and his ability to make the play when it's in front of him. But I told my dad, I was like, you know, when Kyler and I were practice, he was talking to the offensive lineman. And they were all like, this kid is a problem, mm-hmm. you know, and the fact that he's already just a true freshman. So love to see that. He's going to be a menace yeah. in a couple yeah, of years. He, yeah, yeah, for sure. When he had, <laughs> when he had some size and, and oh weight. Yeah. So anyways, the fact that I we're naming all, like I said, besides Byron Young, who has three sacks, besides Tyler Barron, who's the unsung hero, besides Amari Thomas, who's the best interior player, like, Dominic Dominic Bailey literally had a drive on his own that he shut down. Three plays in a row, he's making the play. <laughs> and it's just like – and like I said, then you got Latrell Bumpus. It's like – I it's it's weird because going into this year, I'm sitting at practice and I'm like, who the fuck are these guys? Now, granted, I'm at one practice. I'm not there every day. Like, I don't – but I'm sitting there thinking, okay, we got – But it was talked team. about. Everybody's talked about that. The defensive line, like interior, was the one that we were worried about because Matthew would, Butler was such a destroyer. Right. And he yeah, left. Yeah, I'm like – yeah, I'm like, okay, so we I, I can count on Mari. And then after that, I'm like, who's going to step up? Motherfuckers – all of them are stepping up. That's what's crazy, bro. All of them. Yeah. I mean, if they're in the game, they're making plays. I didn't see Tyree West in this game. No, like newsflash, when the game was in hand, Robbie and I had a tea time to make, so I was keeping up with it, obviously, on my phone. And it was like probably five minutes ago in the third quarter, so I'm just watching my phone. Game's over. I knew I had to go back and rewatch it anyways. So, like, if Tyree West got in the game, I'm just saying. But then, like like I said, Solomon Page is in the game. Uh, Aaron Beasley's in the game. Uh, Danico Slaughter's in the game making a tackle for uh, for a loss in the backfield. Like, you know, uh, Wesley Walker, Tamarian McDonald. It's just like, what? I mean, it's just dudes left and right making plays. 
Yeah. I thought our corners, I thought our corners, like, you know, Kamal's kind of up and down sometimes. Like, I thought that the one that they called him uh, with the with the hook around the back, I think that gets called, you know, maybe 50% of the time. I don't think it was a blatant PI. I think he got, an, yeah, he got another one where I was like, I don't see it at all. I don't see it. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think it could have been, um, you know, e- either way. And then Tamari McDonald had another one where he was right in the hip pocket, makes another great play. And then, Listen, I thought Christian Charles and and I thought, you know, played fine for what I saw. There was one, and by the way, I'll disagree with you. I thought Jaden Daniels actually had some very nice throws. Um, I thought his receivers let him down a couple times. But, like, there was one where it was like a 14-yard comeback, 14-yard out, whatever you want to call it. Christian Charles had unbelievable coverage. Yeah. It was just a great throw, it was just a great throw and catch. But he's there, and so, like, people were like, oh, there we go. Christian Charles getting beat on a third and eight or third and whatever. Then- it's like, then later in the game, the exact same thing happened where it was a hitch, a comeback, whatever, and Christian Charles got there and deflected right. the ball. Right, right. Well, hell, on that fourth and one that I was talking about with Aaron Beasley, Christian Charles was on the outside, comes up, sets the edge, and then jumps in on the tackle and makes a good play. It's like, we forget, like, this dude's still young, and he was at safety, like, three weeks ago. I'm, the I'm- play before that was so funny because they just, like, they ran that play action. It was man coverage from all, and, like, uh, I think Charles on the other side. and. Like Jaden Daniels just didn't do anything. Uh, he t- didn't see him at all. Ends up getting sacked, and it goes over to Brian Kelly, and he's like, "It's one on one. What the fuck?" And yeah, I was just yeah. Like, this is hilarious. Like he cannot. He has no faith in his quarterback. His quarterback cannot make the plays when they're presented to him, like you were saying earlier. Right. No, I mean. I mean, and I, listen, I respect LSU early. They tried to get number seven in the game, and this is the play defensively that it was so early in the game. And I said, my gosh, if this team plays like this on defense, it is going to be a long day for LSU. And I'm going to send you these three screenshots. Every single person did their job on this. I mean, it was Kyler. I mean, it was silly. So, first off, you got and, – and, and I don't have the pictures because I'm talking to you on my phone. Let me see if I wrote it down on – um, on this one because I don't because like I said I was taking pictures, but it's one so we're so I love when we do our five by one and what that is is our four down linemen usually whether it's Jawan or Solomon Page or Aaron Beasley walk up and, and yeah walk up and then they leave Jeremy Banks kind of in that middle and it's like first play of the game it's like we're bringing it like Jane Daniels like we're here we're gonna bring it we're gonna be in man. Jeremy Banks either was in man in the he was either in he was either in man, he was a mid robber, or he was uh, a spy. And he could have been in man on the running back. The running back stays in the block, so then he gets to do what he wants. But like I thought, that set the tone. Then they try to get seven, their best player on that. Uh, and this is the play that I'm going to send you the pictures. They try to get their best player in, with the ball in his hands, you know, on the edge, and it was insane how well the defensive line, like I said, I think it was Karat Garland gets a push, sets a new line of scrimmage. I think it's Bryson Eason, sets line of scrimmage. Roman Harrison plays it backside, but it's perfect because he's there, he sits, he waits, then he sees, okay, it's gone, and he pushes. Wesley Walker misses the tackle, but he shoots the gap really well, gets a hand on number seven. Jeremy Banks scraping over the top. He takes on a couple blockers that forces back in. Tank's coming down his alley, forces back in. And then, like, when you see these screenshots, it's just like – it's what defensive coordinators and people who love defense, like, it's uh, it's like porn to them. <laughs> like, it, 
You know what I mean? Like, um, and I, I hate saying porn because of, but like, I like when people say like food porn or like I, I follow something on Twitter that's like house porn and it yeah. shows like all the beautiful homes and stuff. But like, it's, it's, it's like, it's art of defense of how you play, like set the line of scrimmage, run down the line of scrimmage, force guys back inside, get off blocks, make a hit. And I just thought that set the tempo for the entire day. Um, you know, and, and so for me defensively, man, I just love – I love that there's multiple guys making plays at, yeah. at multiple I mean, times. And I, I, I can't – I can't tell you how impressed I am with the defensive line slash front seven of how they played compared to last year and just with the unknown of, hey, we – you know, we didn't – this wasn't the year that we had, you know, Albert Hainsworth or John Henderson coming back or, you know, we had, you know, Jesse Mahalona or Ham Harrell or, you know, any of these guys in the interior that we – growing up, we knew, okay, we got this guy in the middle. Like, you know, we had Amari Thomas, but was he going to make that that next step? So, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to run through just because I got to give these shouts-outs, but I'm not going to go through them. Yeah, you know? I mean, I was, um, I was about to start doing the same thing, just like yeah, go ahead. You got certain things. Um, Jeremy Banks had like great coverage on that tight end on, on the he was just in his hip pocket, ended up batting the ball away. Um, and this wasn't now, but later in the game, Tamarian has a great coverage on a slot as he tries to do that slot shot. And it literally just reminded me of oh, this was the same thing that happened to Tamarian versus Pitt. He gets a PI and they get a first down. This time, Tamarian turns his head, knocks the ball away. And I'm like, look at the growth. Just from a few games, look at the growth. Um, let's see. Slaughter comes from safety. I freaking love that. He came from safety, and Roman was on that side. They knew ahead of time, we have to take away this read option that they like to do. They did it multiple times of a safety blitz coming, an outside linebacker coming around the edge to take away if Jaden Daniels pulls the ball. So I love to see that out of Tim Banks just drawing up a play for him. Um, inside games were dangerous. Uh, it was, I think before, yeah, I think it was before the half. Bumpus, uh, Tyler Barron, and Byron Young were all on guard, center, guard. And their games to get around and Byron gets a sack, I'm like, bro, I would be freaking out if I was a center in that situation just like what the hell are you gonna do um charles was about this close to getting a pick <laughs> on that drive after half i was whew, i was close um let's see let's see I, the games they're running again just incredible um byron had a hell of a game there was one play he got broken off but he's still like attempted a tackle on Jaden Daniels. Um, let's see. You, you go. You go. Yeah. I'm going to keep going. I, got, I, got, I want to shout out Roman Harrison. They dropped him in coverage one time. It was him and Jeremy Banks in the open field. Jaden Daniels tries to get out. Roman plays a great, great in the open field, um, which it's very nice that you can have a defensive end that you trust enough to drop back because I love, I love some of that crap. Um, when, when you drop a defensive lineman, I think it is such a – Great play call defensively um, because the the either the quarterback doesn't see them or the quarterback's like, wait, what? They got eight drop back now. Like they're 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 covering all these lanes. So I love that. But then when Jay Daniels ran, Roman, you know, played it really well in the open field. 
Um, man, the, I have it. I have my four dots kind of bubbled because this is the fourth down stop. But this is where Dominic Bailey uses his hands, swing move, TFL. Then you got Kamal uh, fires to the backfield. He missed the tackle, which I don't love. I wish he would have been a little bit more control. But guess who's there to clean it up? Dominic Bailey. Mm. Then you got um, the one where uh, they run a stunt. So they're going from left to right. And then Jeremy Banks is coming way, way off the edge. And so Jane Daniels has an alleyway. But we still make the tackle. And that's where we still force like the fourth and one, fourth and two. They try to get number seven, the ball, and he trips. He, I, the alignment had to be off because – I think you know, he just. I think. I think he snapped the ball too fast. Maybe he did. And, but and, but the thing is, Kyler, the right. I watch it multiple times. The right tackle didn't take a step and trip him. He like they just ran into each other, and the right tackle hadn't even really started his drop back. So I don't know what number seven was doing. It was a nice play to get back up, make the catch. That was the one I thought we got a pretty favorable spot. And it was if nice. He didn't fall. That would have been first down. Yeah, and it was sure. nice. For, and it was nice for Trey and Kamal to be there. Um, but I mean. That play, I was so impressed. Not only did Dominic Bailey do it one time, he did it like three straight plays in a row. It's just like, I mean, that is unbelievable, unbelievably impressive for a defensive lineman. I mean, I'm happy if a defensive lineman makes a play like that like twice a game, let alone three times on the same possession. Yeah. So, I agree with you. Go ahead on any other ones. Um. So there were some plays that I was like, uh, I, I don't know. And obviously I'd like to talk to you about them too because they're DB stuff. But like they're, the one where they ended up scoring their first touchdown, to get down to the goal line, they completed that pass to the tight end. Wesley Walker yep. starts in like a press spot, but then just backs up and yeah, lets this guy kind of run. And that's what picks McCullough and he can't get to the tight end, completed pass, gets down to the one. Is that like – hey, if you're going to be up there, like actually, you know, press the guy before five yards, like put a hand on him. If it was if it was called to be pressed, he would have. But that was just that was just uh, disguising. They they tell you to do that crap all the time, whether it's at okay. linebacker, safety corner. They always say, hey, don't don't sit and show. You know, these quarterbacks know if you sit and show. So most of the time, if a guy's showing up, then he's going to drop back, or if he's back, then he's going to come up at the end, at the right before the ball snap at safety mm. or corner at nickel. Most of the times, if a corner is locked in and he's sitting there, uh, and he's kind of firm in that man, if he doesn't move in the first one or two, three seconds after he shows it, then he usually is. It's straight up man. They're not playing games like it yeah. is what it is. So that yeah, it was just pre-snap. Wesley was probably honestly just doing that on his own. Just trying to, you know, because they, they allow you to do that. They give you the freedom to say, hey, th- I mean, DB coaches will say, don't show them what we're doing here, like disguise yeah. it. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I thought it was a great um, a great possession right before the half of forcing them into fourth down. Then we get into fourth down. It's just like confusing that left tackle LSU has because he is a freshman, just taking advantage of that. Byron getting a sack. I mean, hell, Jeremy Banks would have got the sack if Byron didn't get there. Um so I loved seeing that. Um, let's see. You know, I, I hear holding on Haddon was ticky-tack. Like, did not think that at all. Uh, that's in the second half. Um, you know, Jeremy you like, didn't fighting. Think it, you didn't think it was a P.I.? I did not think it was a – I thought it was very ticky-tack for them to call it. I was like, yeah. hold it. Like, he barely touched him. I, I, I don't see that. Um 
the uh, the the bubble. They 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 end up throwing a bubble to the running back number twenty seven Williams, and he cuts inside. That's when he gonna kind of like gets hurt. But like the little stuff, Tamirian fights to the outside of the block, keeps his outside arm available, makes the running back go. I have to cut inside. Running back trips, turnover. Like we get the ball back. So it's just little stuff like that. Like once you set the edge, things good things happen. You know. Um, and another thing, I thought it was so dumb and short yardage of Brian Kelly being like, yeah, we're just going to try to run up the middle. When you watch the Florida game two weeks ago, and what did they do with versus us? Edge, the edge, get to the edge. And we they were able to beat us. And Brian Kelly's an idiot where he's just like, oh, yeah, short yardage going up the middle. Like, did you look – did you watch any film? Earlier in the week you said that we don't run out of different formations. And I now mean, you're doing this shit on offense. I'm like, What? I mean, how if I'm an LSU fan, I'm pretty annoyed by that. Like, I mean, if I'm an LSU fan, it's still his only first year. Like, I'll give him a couple more years. I, I do think, unfortunately, I don't like him, but I do think he's a good coach. He'll he'll I'll be I'll be surprised if he doesn't have some pretty strong, you know, pretty good teams while he's down there. But that was super super dumb to say. Hey, they run a lot of they run a lot of fast tempo, which means they don't get to motion a lot or sub a lot or whatever. I'm like, uh, guy, I'm a guy that does a meaningless podcast and I watch it and see that like if I'm a if I'm the AD at LSU or I'm a big booster and we just gave you a hundred million dollars and you're saying dumb stuff like that I'm just sitting here like you haven't watched it or you haven't talked to your defensive uh you know staff because that was ignorant ignorant um there was one like blitz where they had Solomon Page as a backside linebacker coming all the way across to cover the inside wide receiver, which I was like, I don't like that play. Like, I don't like that setup that Solomon Page has to run all the way across. That was just something little. Um, Beasley's ability to drop into the zone once he realizes his guy stays in for block. Then Jaden Daniels gets out of the pocket. It's a stiff arm, and he still makes that tackle. Like, that was very impressive. Over on the sidelines, that tackle by Beasley, I thought that was awesome. Um, our twist games were just killing them all through it. Uh, when they – when they we did a twist, there was a holding call. He threw it in the end zone. It was a completed pass. The wide receiver bowed down 37-7. to I-, <laughs> I was like, are you not embarrassed – are you not embarrassed that you are getting your ass kicked? It's in the fourth quarter. There's no way you're winning this game. And you're over there bowing like you like you broke the DB off. When I when I coach, if a guy does that crap, I'm just kind of like, hey man, I'll see, I'll see you on Monday after practice, me and you. I, I don't I mean, if I'm a head coach, I could be the head coach for the freaking, you know. Tennessee Volunteers, Tennessee Titans. Like I, I, I mean, I'm gonna be like, hey man, like I'll, I'll see you on the field, yeah. me and you. No, like no. it's, I, I, I can't have that now. One thing I do respect is if you see a defense and they're getting blasted, and you still got some guy out there giving a ton of effort, and he makes a tackle on the backfield, and he kind of like still gets excited. I'm okay with that because you're still fighting, you're carrying. But like if you, like you said, catch something and bow or do something that like brings attention to yourself, like I'm gonna, and you know what, losing. Yeah, so no, no, that, that, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when you're when you're losing to bring you like, and I matter of fact, I said defensively, if a guy is playing hard, and makes a tackle, and tries to get everyone else fired up, like, hey, let's keep fighting till it hits zero, even though we're getting our ass beat. But I will say defensively, if like a DB bats it away and it's like, 
like that, that I would have issues with that because you're not fired up that you just made a stop defensively. You are bringing attention to yourself. Like yeah. if you had a pass away and like, okay, team, like let's go, like let's keep fighting, let's not give up any points. That's one thing. But this or this, sorry, tangent over. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, after that, that there was like two plays in a row where the defense was not set, and I just hate, I hate seeing that. Like I hate the fact that guys just aren't ready for what's about to happen. Um, Charles got called for a PI. I thought it was hand fighting on both sides late in the game. Uh, I, I did not agree with that. Um, zone coverage, no one in the back of the end zone, that touchdown to number seven late in the game. I You can't tell from a TV copy just because it literally doesn't show you the end zone. Um, but that kind of sucked. Amari just going – freaking beast mode on the two-point conversion and absolutely running through the right guard, making the sack. Um, You know, the last drive, we're backing up. We're playing zone. We're not let you know, we're not letting anything deep. We're letting it all in front of us. There's check downs, you know, they're getting yards, but it's like this game's over. So, you know, no one think like those are empty calories. Those are empty yards. They don't mean anything. Um, it was so funny when they did like a little story on Byron Young, like it panned over to him and he was like, one, two, you hit one. You hit one. He was counting up the sacks. They had. He was like, how many, how, we got five, we got five. I was like, oh, I love it. I love the fact that that's when they panned to him and he's counting up the sacks. Um, and then just to finish the pick by Trey Flowers. I mean, what an unbelievable play by him. You know, we don't expect Trey to be like that cover guy. And then he goes one-on-one with a fade route and makes, I mean, one of the coolest plays I've ever, like one hand bring it in, gets both feet down before he falls out of bound. And then you hear every fan, every Tennessee fan in that stadium singing Rocky Top. It like it was it sounded like a home game after he made that pick. Um, God, man, that felt good. Multiple times during that game. Did it sound like a home game on TV? And I, and when it first started, Dan Orlowski was like, man, this place is packed. Like, it's a loud crowd in there. I'm like, ain't nobody like Tennessee Falls, bro. Ain't nobody. Like, game day was at Kansas. Kansas couldn't even fill their little baby stadium. Like, there's still stuff around. There's still spots. I thought still at LSU there were still spots. Bro, this is a the number eight team, eight team in the nation. You're 25th. And, and, and you can't pack the place out? Like, the people just aren't on our level. Like they're just we not. sold out for Akron. We sold out for Akron, bro. I just love when I, I just love when it's a game and they're like, "Look at this crowd! It's a packed house!" And then like they zoom out. It happens once every week. Whether I remember one time it was LSU and like Arkansas like last year, and like they zoomed out, and, like the bags weren't done. But it's just like LSU can't even pack the house, bro. Like you can't. And, oh, it's different in Death Valley? Like, hey, man, maybe it's different. It wasn't this week. I mean, it was different because we were different. Last thing before we talk about Bama, I would have loved. I started with playing Neck. I would have loved if Tennessee's band would have played Neck because those UT fans that were there would have lost their minds. Oh, yeah. It was. It would have been the disrespect of this. Oh, if yeah. I, if I was there, I'd just been holding them L's up, take them fat L's, bro, and leave. Yeah, you know? that smoky dip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I absolutely love that. Oh, man, what a – I mean, just incredible, incredible, like you said, team win. 
um, setting us up to go to this Bama game. Yeah, you know what? I lied. I lied. I lied. Last thing. Incredible team win. We still haven't played. No one's going to play a perfect game, but I still don't think that we played our best game. And it's like we go in to an SEC West uh, environment, and it's like, man, the game was over. Like, the game was over in, like, the second quarter, like, into the second quarter. It was just over. Like, the rest of it was just, you know, gravy on the biscuit because, like, everything – like, we could have we could have left and nothing would have changed. And so, I – it's – man, I just – I can't find words that people haven't said already or that we haven't said that um, that is so impressive. But, like I said, I love it because it is a team effort. It's not like we have Johnny Manziel or Tim Tebow or Cam Newton back there just putting the entire team on their back. It's not like we have, you know, a crappy offense with just an unbelievable defense or crappy defense or unbelievable offense. Like, we really, really do. Um, obviously, the offense is the bread and butter. Yeah. But but the defense plays very, very good complementary team game for that. And it's – man, I, I, I've i said it. It was my word of the day yesterday. I kept texting people just P – R O and I would spell out problem. I was like, man, this team is a problem. Like they, they are like, and it's nice to feel that way. Like we're six right now. I'm going to tell you right now, the only teams in America that I would be like, okay, I would be excited to play them. But like, all right, let's see how we do would be Ohio state would be Georgia and Bama. We're going to play two of the three. I mean, you give me Clemson. I think we route Clemson. You give me Michigan. I think we route Michigan. Like you give me, you know, some of these other ones, I think we were USC, them. Oklahoma State, right around there with us. Route them. Route. I, that's my thing. I'm not, I don't, obviously, we won't know unless we find them in a bowl, but I would, as a fan watching it, I'm like, I feel super comfortable. And I am not the guy that always drinks the Kool Aid. I'm not. Yeah. I try to be as very, op, uh, I try to be as very realistic as I can be. Yeah. Uh, let's, be too let's, talk, let's, let's talk Bama real, real quick. I'm with you. I think we win this game. I think we beat Bama. I I seeing what Bama has done this year, and you look at the teams they played. They whoop up on Utah State. They whoop up on Bandy. They whip up on you know whoever their UL Monroe or whatever. The other three games, Texas, they only win twenty to nineteen. Arkansas, they let them back into the game in the second half and end up pulling away. And we look at Arkansas now, they lost Texas A&M. They just lost Mississippi State. They're, They're probably going to lose to BYU. They're not a good team. No. And then you look at this Texas A&M. Bama barely pulls away. I understand they don't have their starting quarterback. But what you were saying earlier, this is a team win, uh, us versus LSU. And it's not, you know, just a couple guys making the plays. In the past – if Alabama's quarterback was to go down, they still kill teams. Their defense still kills teams. Their running game still kills teams. It's not the same, bro. It is not the same. And I think them playing Texas A&M really did expose some things that Heibel can use on offense and that Tim Banks can use on defense. And let me tell you something. If 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 uh, Bryce or Bryson Young, if he's not playing, they're they have no shot. No shot. Oh. No, there is no chance in hell. We're playing three games in a row with pretty much the exact same quarterback. There's no shot in hell 
that they win the game if he's not in there. All right, all right, all right, all right. No shot in hell that I, Kyler, that is so false. They, they still have the greatest college coach in history. They still have very, very good players. To say no shot is, I, I think that's a bit much. Texas a should have won that game. They lost that game because of Jimbo's play calling on that last play at so, Bama, at Bama, not at home. I know. At and, Bama. and they were so Bama's coming to us. With what we have on offense, with what we have on defense, what we can do, if if Young is not playing at quarterback, they are a it is a guaranteed loss. I I, I it, it is, dude. It is. You believe you believe that in your heart? In my heart, I believe that. Yeah, I so believe I, that our offense can put thirty points up. We've done it ten games in a row, and they can't with him at quarterback. So so. Listen, they they are not – I don't think college football this year is the college football of the past. It is still going to be the same teams at the top at the end of the year, but I don't think those teams are as good as they have been, meaning like this year's Clemson team would get absolutely donkey kicked by the Clemson teams of the past. This Alabama team would get run out of the gym by Bama teams of the past. The Ohio State team, same thing. So I think all the all the same teams are still going to be there. But, like, I just don't think they're as good as they have been. And I like that about college football. And, like, I wish we had a damn 18-team play, playoff this year because I'm telling you right now, Tennessee would be one of those teams you do not want to see. I don't know if we made it in as the eighth seed, Guys seven, might, five. Te- I, teams might try and lose so they wouldn't play, play us. I mean, it would, not, it would not be a team that you wanted to see. Now, first off, like I said, I have way too much respect for Saban, and Will Anderson and some of these other guys that they do have. But I feel like if it is that quarterback, then I, I agree that I think that we could win and it would we would maybe win by 7, 10, you know, maybe 13. Seriously, like that's even – it's insane to say, but I'm not – that's how I believe in my heart too. I still think it would be a good game. I don't think they don't have a shot in hell. That's That's – kind of insane talk to me but if they have but I but I'm still telling you I think even with Bryce Young who I think is a very very good player I think that we still win the game I think it's going to be an absolute dogfight to the end what happens but when I've watched Bama play against Texas and I think Texas is more improved I think I think they are better I mean they this just year. killed Oklahoma yeah I think I think they're well I, I you know I mean Texas has a loss to Bama and then they lost to uh Texas Tech but, like, I think they are better than what they have been. And then – but when I've watched Bama, it's like um, – I, I, I love bringing him up all the time because I'm just so impressed with him. But, like, Steph Curry. Like, when Steph Curry shoots, I'm more surprised when he misses, no matter the distance, the range, how crazy it is. And it's the same thing when I watch – when I used to watch Bama in the past. Every time they do something, I expect them to do it right and to do it well and to make the plays when they're supposed to make them. Yeah. This year, it's not It's not the case. This year, it's not the case. Like you said, they can't rely on a run game with these big old offensive linemen just mulling people over. They don't have a super, super – I mean, their running back is dynamic, the guy from Georgia Tech, but he's not like he's not like Bijan. We we're just talking about Texas. He's not like Bijan. He's not like some of the running backs of the past. The other thing that's huge about what I think – the same thing about Georgia, that Bama, they don't have a dog on the outside that's a cheat code. They don't have a Madden 99 speed receiver, no matter what defense you call, because there's a yeah. glitch in the – he's going to beat you over the top or he's going to beat man. 
like last year they had with Mechie Williams. Like they don't have that this year, and I and and, and Georgia doesn't either. I, I I would pay lots of money to have Georgia come in here next week compared to Bama. Um, but just so that we could win the East. Well, yeah, but I I think I don't think Georgia can score with us, and it's crazy to say that, but they haven't impressed me either. But like I think we have a better chance of beating Georgia if we were playing both the teams at home relatively healthy i think we have a better chance of beating georgia than we do with bama um but mm. yeah i don't i don't think this bama team is as good as is as, as past in in my keys of the game i gotta have gerald mincy out there I, I need cedric tillman back um and 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 play a clean game of no more you know no turnovers um you know limit the penalties but this go, it's going to be a 60 minute fight. I really, really believe that. And so it's who's going to, there's, they're going to make plays. We're going to make plays. We're going to do boneheads up. They're going to do boneheads up. We need a little luck. We need the ball to kind of bounce our way. But yeah, like Kyler, like, I can't believe I'm saying this. It's insane. But like, I, I do think that we win, we, we win the game. And it's all because of how we've looked and how they've looked. And, yeah. you know, I mean, Texas AM always plays them tough. I mean, they were a 25, 26, 27.8 underdog, and people were still, you know, taking Bama because, like, oh, it's at home and it's this, that, and the other. But, like, A&M matches up well with them, whether it's because of the athletes or it's just that mental thing. Like you said, like, I'm watching that game last night. I'm like, I hate A&M. I kind of want them to win just because I want Bama to lose as many times as they can. But then I'm like, you know what? Like, no, maybe I do want them to win so the matchup is huge and we can be the first team to beat them this year. Mm -hmm. um, but – I'm telling you, man. If, if Tennessee just keep playing like you've been playing, but let's get let's get each of our players who are those average to above average. Make this the week that you kind of play, you know, out of your mind. If I'm a if I'm a 10, 12, 15 handicap golfer, let's hope it's the day that I go out and I shoot, you know, uh, a 37 uh, or 38, you know, or an 82, 83. You know, it's 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 the game that let's hope Kyler Kurbison goes out. And he's in that zone that you've talked about, that you're seeing everything, that your hands, your place, you're in the zone as a player. Like, let's hope all of our players can play that way. Uh, and like I said, play make play as a team game. Um, and let's see what happens. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, everything that you said is the reason why I truly believe if Bryce Young is not in there, that it is a victory because of what you said, because of the things that you've seen from us and the things you've seen from Bama. Not having the wide receivers, having that good running back, but not having necessarily the maulers on offensive line, seeing the holes in their defense and the ability for Arkansas to make big plays on them. Like that stuff makes me believe if you don't have your best guy on the field, your Heisman winner from last year, you're not going to keep up with us. We're, we're the number six team in the nation. It's like missing your starting quarterback is a huge deal. And I don't think they can beat us at home. I don't think as a number two team in the nation, you can beat a number six at their place without your starting quarterback. Like that I in don't, general I, right there. I don't, I don't care about the rankings because I think a lot of times teams are way overranked. There's plenty of times in the past where it's like number one Arkansas versus number four LSU and LSU goes and blast them. So, like, I don't care about that stuff. But let, quit talking about if Bryce Young's not there. I think 100% he's going to play, unless there's something that we really don't know about. I mean, he was dressed out last night, so that could be some gamesmanship, or it could have really been, hey, if the other dude goes down and is hurt. I, you know, I don't know how all that stuff works, because that never made sense to me. Like, if he's 
healthy enough to be the backup, then why is he just not playing? But anyways, like I think Bryce Young plays. But like, what? Tell me what you think if Bryce Young plays. If Bryce Young plays, it's a sixty-minute game. It's a lot closer. It's 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 one of those. It's a dogfight. We we got to try and make it out of there because the plays that he makes when he's in there are incredible. I mean, the the play he made versus Texas, getting out of that sack, like that guy. There's a reason he won the Heisman. Like he 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 makes those plays to make his team better, and that's dangerous. That's something that. He is someone who can keep up with our offense because he's out there. But if you got the backup and he fumbles the ball a lot and all he can do is really run, and when it is a pass, he he doesn't know what to do. Yeah, I see us like I see it as it like Saban doesn't want him in there. Saban doesn't want Milrose as his quarterback. He hates it. I guarantee it. He's like, God, I can't, this guy can't find a wide open, can't find a receiver to save his life. He's fumbling the ball all over the place. He is literally the only reason we scored 24 points. We should have scored 50. But you'll see, you'll see a lot of zone coverage if he's in there. A lot of zone coverage. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that that's why I'm like, Saban's mad that Milrose is in there. He doesn't want him in there. He wants Bryce in there. And that makes a big difference. That's all I'm saying. But I agree with you. Like, I still think we win this game. I hope, I hope they put the line at like 10 and a half and get it is. Get, get Bama like get Bam Bama minus 10 and a half. I hope they do because it, it'll opened, be the easiest bet in the world. It uh it already opened up. I saw it was opened up at like 10, 10 and a half, and the money's already started dropping on Tennessee. Like I think it's down to eight now. People are already putting I mean, money. I mean, what would make you think that they're gonna win like 10 and a half points? Like there's no way. It's just, it's just the Bama effect, man. It's just it's 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 just. I mean, and they've earned it. Listen, they they've earned it, you know. So, um, but man, it's unbelievable what we're saying. This isn't even <laughs> worth. We're halfway through year two, and it is freaking insane what we are saying. Great pod. I uh, love talking with you. We just gave these folks an hour and 40 minutes. I know. Uh, I could have gone and done an E9 after the Titans squeaked one out. But, hey, maybe one day this will all pay off. Hey, so uh, just try and enjoy the time you have now because, you know, you don't want to miss the glory days when you're in them. Enjoy them. Like, this is this is that time where it's like this is what it felt like in, in the 90s and early 2000s when – Tennessee was rocking, um, and no one's really felt that in a while. So just soak it all in. Um, all right. Appreciate you guys watching and listening. If you uh, are watching on YouTube, please rate, review, like, hit that notification bell, leave a comment. Comments are the best. I love answering them. So does Reed. We get a hoot out of it, so please do that. If you are just listening, rate and review, leave five stars, download and re-download. Um, it helps so much. Uh, if you want to follow us on uh, social media at Believe in Tennessee for our main account, uh, at our Bacon26 for Reed, at Kyler Kerbison uh, for Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for myself. Um, and again, you guys are the best. How about them balls? They're freaking amazing. We're going into Alabama. I am absolutely fired up. This is going to be an incredible atmosphere. Um, as always, go balls.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.